can suck a chode. Really upset about the soggy thing, huh? I'm very upset. He called me out within the first five seconds of the fucking episode. Literally, right? Like, Literally, I was like, oh, all right. I guess I'll go fuck myself then. Jesus. We had a good time. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. That was I literally that wake up. I go to the episode. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm already getting fucking, like, fucking tongue blast in my fart box. And on that note, welcome. Yeah, I knew you were recording. Yeah, I, know, I, know, I know you saw it. but yeah, I still, saw it. Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bodo Show, everybody. I almost fucking booked <laughs> our name off the gun. Bodo Show. I am James. I'm going to be hosting today with Drew. Drew, how the fuck are you? Oh, living the dream, buddy. How you doing? Oh, that's so good. I am fantastic. Oh, my God. This light's going to kill me. Zach, Chris, <laughs> you're also joining us today. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Fantastic. You yeah. Do. Bye. Chris? Chris? How you doing? Bueller? Chris? Bueller? Chris? I'm talking. Wait, no, no, James. No, no, James. I got this. I got this. I got it. 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 Hello. Can you hear me? Uh, there we go. Chris, shut up. Hold on for a second. I got to call Chris. Chris, shut up. Let's see. Chris Cassidy. I'm interested to see where this is going. Yep. This is a new segment. Yeah, this is where it's actually an old segment. <laughs> wow. Dead fuck. You straight. Oh, it's okay. I have voicemail. Can you can you guys hear me though? Am I here? I can now. I forgot to put my mic out. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Success. Glad you're here. Slut. Thanks for being a burden. Again without answering my call, I swear to God, I'll skin you alive. Thank you. Interesting voice bill. Definitely not incriminating at all. No. <laughs> Maybe don't go down any dark alleys. For no, if I get if I get caught, everyone's going down with me. You know my voicemail's tapped too, right? Chris, don't accidentally get skinned alive so that Zach gets framed for it either. <laughs> Oh you know, no, I'm at the peeler factory. I'm voicemail and just like chilling, like going grocery shopping, and there's just a fucking SWAT team that takes it down because Chris got some college. The voicemail. <laughs> we know what you did. Hold on, I'm sorry, guys. I gotta take this. Is this is really how we're starting the show, is you guys calling each other? Are you, you're okay, I'm glad you called me back. I just had a quick question. <laughs> that, that is gonna be ear cancer. Uh, All right. Well, you know, this is how we like to do it. James, enjoy your ADHD. And here he goes. Here he goes. <laughs> Man, that cap was fucking slick. Yeah, you just like, shot go that go shit go across go the go room, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, that cap's gone now. I'm gonna have to figure out that solution. But so, some might uh, say no, no cap, James, no cap. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Bodo Show. We're going to try this again. I almost butchered the name again. Uh, to start it off, let's talk about the coaching carousel in the NFL. I mean, just today we had <gasps> – forgot his name already. Robert Sala. No, Urban not Robert Meyer. Sala. Robert Sala is not Meyer. Meyer. Meyer was but, uh, Titans OC. So that is Arthur Smith. I forgot the name Arthur Smith. Arguably the most basic name right next to – I can't think of the fucking Bengals. He part. also has the same first name as the Falcons GM, so it's really easy. Oh, yeah, blank. How do I know that off the top of my head? <laughs> right? Oh, so, yeah. I mean, Arthur Smith going to the Falcons, Urban Meyer going to the Jags, 
Brad Holmes becoming the GM of the Lions and Robert Sala going to the fucking Jets. I love three out of four of those. Yeah, agreed. Urban Meyer, is that the one you don't like? Yep. That is the one I do not like, yes. Yeah. You want to go out there, though? I, I have found little Deshaun. I think this one's a lot easier. Little, little Did you just say you love Urban Meyer? I hate I hate love Urban Meyer as a coach. I hate him as an NFL coach. He's just ruining his own pathway here. His brand, yeah. For anyone who has read the article, or I guess hasn't read the article, he bailed when it got tough at Florida when players started failing drug tests. He bailed on Ohio State when they started sucking, both times for medical reasons. He's had a hard-on for the USC job. If you listen to any anything, he's on on Fox. He'll talk about USC like it's a goddamn sorority girl he's fucking lusting over. But here we are. Now he's going to Jacksonville, and he's unproven. And not even unproven as, like, un- uh, unproven coaches come. I mean, obviously, Salah, Stefanski. Stefanski's going to do a great job with it. And, like, all these other coaches, you have to get an opportunity at some point. But everyone's putting him on this high pedestal like he was a top coaching selection, when in reality, he's just on the same level as Salah. He has and- no experience. And just to add, like, I feel like they're usually given his position and how, you know, well-known he is as one of the best college coaches of all time. It's, it's tough to just go from college to the NFL. You see all these teams bringing in offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators and, you know, coaches from other teams, special teams coaches even, but just guys that have experience working with NFL players and in an NFL system. Because the jump from college to the NFL is insane. It's a whole different game, basically. And not everyone can do it. Like exactly. We and, a while ago, the only coach I could name off the top of my head was Pete Carroll. Right. And, and, and look at the other ones that, that teams have tried to make it work with. Chip Kelly, like, come on, dude. Doesn't happen. It, there needs to be some level of NFL experience before bringing in a head coach, in my opinion. That's fair enough. At least some kind of coordinator gig. Even right. If- Fuck, Joe Judge. Well, I mean, think, of, think about it like this, though. I mean, if you're a desperate enough team, you're going to hire anyone. <laughs> the fucking Jack. There are still better options. That... Oh, of course there are. But again, <laughs> and, and again, James, I know James is going to cringe at this, but really, you think Shad Khan's going to actually do what's best for his team? No. No. He no God, of course not. He'd rather, he'd rather sell them for which, a fucking pontoon boat and go live out on the bayou rather than fucking dealing with Jacksonville. Which makes it all the more confusing as to why Urban Meyer would choose what? to go there. You're, you're talking about a team that's had a history and a culture of just being toxic over the last five years. Yeah. Why, as a coach that doesn't like to deal with that, would you willingly walk into that environment other than Trevor Lawrence? I want to actually, I'm glad you said Trevor Lawrence. I want to debunk something right the fuck now, which has been pissing me off. Everyone is saying that Urban Meyer is going to go Justin Fields with that first pick. He is not. I can promise you. I'm willing to bet my fucking skin on it. I'll put a fucking tattoo on it. Urban Meyer is drafting Trevor Lawrence. You as, want, uh, what's up, sir? Sorry. Just as a college coach, watching this kid play for four years, mm. it, I'm sure any college coach in – the country would give their left testicle to coach Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. To have recruited and got Trevor Lawrence. Fuck you, Tennessee, by the way, while we're at it, but <laughs> that's a whole nother side tangent. The main connection people make with that is that they think Justin Fields, because he was at Ohio state was there when urban Meyer was there. They think he recruited him. 
Justin Fields was originally at Georgia. He transferred to Ohio State after Urban Meyer had already left. Urban Meyer has zero right, nothing to do with it. It's just the, it's literally it's just the school affiliation. That's it. That's it. Which I think is hilarious. That's it. Yeah. Or I don't think Urban Meyer could give a fuck about Ohio State. I don't care if he was an ethics teacher or whatever the fuck he was after. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit about Jacksonville. He's gonna fail. You deserve better, Jags fans. He was a he was an ethics teacher and just quit on teams, multiple teams, just like whatever. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, maybe, was, it was something. Maybe he should take his own class once in a while. I'd have to look it up and see what exactly it was, but yeah, that's that's kind of what I got about that. That's all my Urban Meyer anger off the bat. I mean, the real thing is, can he save the Jaguars? Meyer Urban myth. Yeah. <laughs> The okay. real test is going to be see. I like James is saying, he quit when it got tough, and now he's going into a team that literally has the first round draft pick. So is he just going to magically save them? And Chris, I'd like to point out that every other team also has a first round draft pick. That's huh. not true. The Texans don't. I was kind yeah. of oh, suck it, Zach. Swooping in and reminding Houston why they suck. I think Chris was saying yeah, he had the number one pick. I know what he's saying. I'm just being an ass. <laughs> you being are an ass, thing. and you just got proved wrong while being an ass. So, oof. They technically, Ooh. they technically did have a first round pick. They just did traded. not do. Yeah, how's Laramie Tunsil doing for you, Houston? Point being, all right. Is he doing good for you? Yeah. Okay. Jaguars are most likely going <laughs> to have Trevor Lawrence. Can Urban Meyer come in and save the Jaguars, or is it going to be a shit show? I think he has potential to make the offense real fun. I think if they end up with Trevor Lawrence, LaVisca Chennault, TJ Shark, got to build up the O-line a little bit, but they're not far away from having a decent offense. Spoiler alert. And they have, and they have James Robinson now too. So, I mean, he's yeah, got- they got a legit running back. So that's right. not Leonard Fournette. Yeah. I am not done with my Urban Meyer hate. He does an awful job developing quarterbacks. You want to give him credit for a quarterback? Dwayne Haskins. He raised a one-read quarterback in a system that could support him because every other fucking player on there was a goddamn first-round pick. Boom! Fuck. Truth. Trevor Lawrence is heading towards a sinking ship. Speak your truth, queen. Now, here's the real question. Say the Jets had not been the Jets and still had the first-round pick. They still hire Salah. The Jags still hire um, Meyer. Is Trevor Lawrence better off on the Jets? I actually want to say yes to that, Drew, because uh, the Jets are close to – they haven't officially hired um, Mike LaFleur. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Matty Boy's brother. Yeah, who – I think he was with in Tennessee, if I'm not wrong. Uh, they might have been together in Tennessee. I thought he was in, like, San Francisco or something. I don't know. I know there's a connection where they both coach together, and I think that would be phenomenal for Trevor Lawrence's growth. 100%, yeah. I mean, look what Matt LaFleur has been able to do with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe it's not all on him, and it's a lot of the, the team lighting fires under him, but you can't argue with 26 and 6 over your first <laughs> 32 regular season games. So the LaFleur blood, hopefully it runs strong for the, the Jets there. So Matt and Mike, are you serious? Couldn't have diverged the name a little bit more? <laughs> well, also, I mean, I think – I think too. I think he would have been better off in the Jets, and namely from like a fan perspective, like the the Jets had that no 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 matter what you say about the Jets, like they have some pretty loyal fans. Some some of them, some of them are. But I mean, like I, I've never met a Jacksonville Jaguar fan 
I, I don't yeah, think... and I, a lot of that comes down to the Jets being a super well-established NFL right, franchise right. that I, played in Super Bowl three, and the Jacksonville Jaguars literally were founded in the 1990s. So, like, well, right. oh, that's no, that's fair. I'm just saying, like, you know, you look at you look at some new teams from other fran- you know, other sports or franchises. I mean, like, I know a bunch of Golden Knight fans. You know what I mean? We know Golden Knight fans. Day one. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, I think the the other issue is that the Jaguars were plopped in a state that had two other football teams they already were, they were literally plopped right underneath the Falcons. So are you, are you saying you don't know any Jaguars fans? Is that what this topic is? No, my whole point is that I think he would have been better off in New York because from a brand recognition, you know, I'm just, I'm using that as an example because obviously Mike is a Jets fan. We already know that, but like, I mean, if you, if you go say like, you know, if you're following the Patriots, they play the Jags and the Jets, like the Jets are there. They're going to, the fans are going to heckle you. And like, they're, they're passionate about their team, no matter how bad they suck. Kind of like the Browns. Woo! Uh, but Jag, I mean, I don't know any passionate Jaguars fans. You know what I mean? Like, it, oh, it's just... I know some, I know, I know many. And it's it, when you go down in that side of Florida, that upper half, it's all Jaguars. Fans. All County, baby. They're fucking crazy. Like right, season then. tickets when they know they're gonna have a one in sixteen record. Or yeah. one in fifteen. They're, they're, gonna, they're gonna lose more games than is physically possible. You buy a family meal there, they give you season tickets for life. Yeah. <laughs> you, you buy a happy meal at any McDonald's yeah. in Jacksonville and the toy that comes with it are Jacksonville Jaguars season tickets. Yeah, season tickets to the hey, Jacksonville granted, Jaguars. They were doing that at Tampa Bay until Brady came. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can get. We were talking about it franchise before Brady went. That season tickets for the Bucks was like 900 bucks. That's it. Which at Gillette, it'd be about 12 grand. And you'd be on a waiting list for seven years. I'm on a waiting list now. If I signed up last year, I'm projected to get my season tickets in like 2033. Nice. Yeah. It's I mean, not bad. Sucking hard, and then they shit, the price goes down, and you move up the list. Yeah, I'm gonna do that for the Bruins because eventually that window is gonna close for them, and they're gonna go. Yeah. yeah, the Bruins are heading towards a full rebuild in the relatively near future. So, yeah. I think they can do better than the Pats did, though. They uh, they have so much more time and so many less pieces that are just well. Are you gonna stay? Are you gonna go? Or do, are you gonna retire here? What are you gonna do? They got a lot of time and a lot of opportunities. They just need to make sure they take advantage of them now. Chris, I'm willing to make this bet with you right now. The Bruins finish with more wins than the uh, Patriots. I would like to take that bet, please. No, you got to take the ante. <laughs> I, so, I'd like to make this bet with you, but you can only take the ante. Right. All right, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, this is, this is a more reasonable bet. Next year, Chris, I'm gonna bet you that the New England Patriots are the second best team that play at that stadium. What does that have to do with the Bruins? It has nothing to do with the Bruins making bets. I'm fucking shooting my shot. Just trying to put bets on. Why not? It's the boat Um, show. Anything goes. The New England Revolution will be a better team than the New England Patriots next year. Fact. Count it. Money. Do you know anything about the revolution? 
I know that they made the Eastern Conference Finals and lost to Orlando. No, not Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, no. No. Cincinnati, maybe? It was an uh, Ohio team, something like that. No, Columbus. It was Columbus. Columbus. Yeah. Columbus. Okay. Suck my eggs, okay. bitch. Do you know when the last time they made the playoffs were? 16. Not, not you, James. Not you. I have no idea. Maybe two or three. Or 20. I, I don't, Chris. I don't. I don't. Hold Man, on. So next talk. Yeah. So while while Chris while Chris actually looks for the answer for that because he doesn't know either, we'll move. No, actually, I was. We were at that season. They won it like the last three years. They made the playoffs except for one of them, and we used to go for literally thirty five dollars when they'd have to close seats off because there was no one there, and then could- they took off, and the stadium was almost sold out for one year, and they made it. All right, Chris, let's get the show back to the host. Yeah, Chris. God damn it. You were the one that called me out. You, you yeah, no, I know. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm sorry. Let's, let's give the go. show back to the host. Let's, let's go. Lose more games in the Patriots. I'm fucking Idiot. 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 We didn't get to talk about on the Garbage Time show with Boda Sports, now live everywhere, is how much. I'm not going to be one of those guys that says how much I hated the Nickelodeon broadcast, but I hated how weird it was. James, you it, did it. Was, it, like it could have been so much better. It could have been so good. I liked them making references to like old Nickelodeon shows and stuff. Right. And like that was fun. But the, the chick in the booth getting excited every time the punter punted the football just because it went so high. It's so, like. <sighs> Honestly, though, if you're a real Nickelodeon fan, you should still be mad about last year. It should have been the fucking Bubble Bowl in honor of the SpongeBob creator for the damn Super Bowl halftime show instead of fucking, who was it, Travis Scott? Well, they, they could have done whoever they wanted. They could have do done Travis that. Scott but and SpongeBob. The bubble thing is it should have been the goddamn wrong. Bubble Bowl. <laughs> Give me the Bubble Bowl, goddamn. This is willing to die on. Probably something dumb food related, and it should have been the bubble bowl. Dude, I, I am on that ship. The okay. like, if there was ever a time for the bubble bowl, it was last year's halftime show. They fucked us. They okay. royally fucked us. We signed a petition, man. Yeah, I did. Too. <laughs> you know, you know what? You know who did us right? You know who's fucking did us right? The Dallas Stars. They did us right because remember, right after that, they were like, "We know you're disappointed." Here's the actual bubble bowl, and they did it. Like we got a little sweet victory. victory. We got a little sweet victory. Yeah. It's a sweet, sweet, sweet victory, James. Sorry, Denmark. You're not going to hear this one either. <laughs> no. So what I hated about it was kind of what Drew said. They did the weird – they were suspect weird with this girl, Gabby, who I'm, like, definitely old enough to not know who she is or, like, before this. But – at one point, they straight up ask her how she goes to the bathroom on set. And I just did not feel all right with that. I'm watching it and like, oh, the fuck? And then they're like, Gabby, what's it like to get slimed? And she's like saying stuff like it's hard to get out of your hair. And I'm like, dude, you are 15 and I feel gross. So I changed it to CBS and I got bored. <laughs> I went back to Nickelodeon. Because you're like, uh, Tony Romo's calling a place. You're like, all right. Did it go through anyone else's mind that if they were to actually slime the touchdown the end zone, yeah. how much of a disaster that would be. It would, it would, I thought 
be be able to continue playing the game. (laughs) The amount of ACL tears (laughs) we're trying to run in the end zone. You think people celebrating and tearing their ACL is bad now? Just wait until there's (laughs) there's actual (laughs) slime coming out of the field posts. Oh my god! I mean that it was really weird. And for the beginning of the game, their um, line of scrimmage and first down line was all fucked up. So oh, every dude. time the camera moved, it would move with it. I'm just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> James, you didn't like Young Sheldon coming on and explaining. All I sides. actually hated Young Sheldon more I than liked that. I liked that. I don't know. I, I thought it was a good overall kind of concept and i i did too it's not the worst thing in the world it was just weird yeah it was the execution was subpar and it's a shame because i really really like nate burleson too so i do Uh, james i just want to let you know you've just been called out um your hot takes apparently are terrible um and who the fuck doesn't like young sheldon you're garbage young sheldon's a dumb shit show based off of another dumb shit show oh wait a minute I will agree with that. I like the Big Bang Theory. Garbage. Uh, Do you like it for the show or for Kaylee Cuoco? Well, Kaylee Cuoco helps, but the rest of the shows are it. We're gonna have brisket on Sunday, James. You are no longer invited. Sorry, Um, you've been been uninvited by. I will agree with that. Not a huge Big Bang Theory guy. Oh Christ! Chris, I expected that from you. It's it's too sophisticated. What I understand. Sophisticated. Bazinga. Because you don't like the kind of humor. Oh, look at that. Just because he has a catchphrase. Sophisticated. Coming from the guys who are obsessed with Letter Kenny. What's wrong with Letter Kenny? It's too sophisticated for me. For rocket science. I I like both shows. So, what the fuck does that mean? Diversification, man. No, they don't like either show. We like both shows, and they're the ones calling us fucking like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. You know what I say to you? Give your fucking balls a tug, tit fucker. I say. <laughs> so next and final, um, Jesus Christ, Chase Claypool is salty. What the fuck? Yeah, talk about salty. He, and, he oh my god, he's such so a hypocrite, salty. dude. He's such a oh hypocrite. He's on the about, sidelines oh, all the time, mocking people and fucking taunting them when they go down on the sidelines. Come yeah. on, dude. Like Grow a pair of nuts. Plus, hasn't said anything about Juju until now. Now that the Browns win and start doing Corvette, Corvette, it's a big thing. Yeah, and also, like, the Browns probably wouldn't have said anything if Juju didn't say what he said. So <laughs> maybe he realized that you're the team's <laughs> the one starting this shit. Right. Fucking idiot. Adding on to that, though, I will get after Claypool. Uh, OBJ may have fucked the Browns, so. Oh, dude, don't call the shot. Like, come on, man. Ah, dude, he did it. He I pulled know. exactly what Juju just pulled. Uh, you just said it. Like, you just watched what happened when you call shit like that, and then he comes out and says it. Well, the way, the way, he, the way he worded it, it was more or less like, don't be don't surprised. Don't sleep on they, the Browns. Yeah, don't sleep on them. Don't be surprised if they come out and win, because it's a. I, I feel like there was a there was a dot, 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 because it's a possibility. Uh, he like, didn't say yeah. if they come out and win. He said, don't be surprised when they come out and win. If he said when, then they're fucked. But if he said if they come out and win, he this said game, when. then there's yeah. a... There's a like, yeah. That, I mean, it, and it's also not like 
as much of a hey the other team sucks and they're right, a bunch of right. nameless gray like, faces like, that's fair, that's fair. yeah like i get what he's coming across but i just he's jinxing the browns but he's yeah, not inciting an inferno yeah. under the chiefs yeah i know so chris is right it was in fact a win don't be surprised this weekend when they win just throwing it out there now your chances sorry, are getting slimmer, Jimbo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. I, I still agree. I don't think it's as egregious as, like, their gray blobs, like Drew said. But, you know, I just don't like that, like, omen. And especially when you're not on the field. Like, yeah. you have no bearing over the outcome of this game. Uh-huh. Just, just been, maybe really don't funny. be so fucking cocky with you and your busted ACL. Yeah, like, it just would have been really funny though if he came out and was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna put up, I'm gonna put up 1022 touchdowns." Don't be surprised when we come out and win, and then he's just like, "Oh wait, I can't play," because that's something OBJ would do. He'd be that cocky to like throw it out there and be like, "Wait, I'm well, broken." Be my stat line. Be oh wait, fuck. I'm broken. <laughs> If he shouldn't have said anything to begin with, no, especially 100%. he's not contributing at all because he's on the sideline. So why? And I mean, if he wanted to say what he said, even if he said if, like that's a whole different statement. Yes, it is. Like I like, said, there's there's, a, there's an unwritten like because it's a possibility thing if you use the word if rather than when. I, I really think that that's the case. Right. Saying don't be surprised if they come out and win is just like, hey, they still got a chance. They're still in this thing. Right, exactly. Don't be surprised when they come out and win is hey, they're going to win <laughs> against the best team in the league for the last three years. <laughs> Two. Two years. I think they were the best team in the league year before that, but that's fine. I mean, who won the Super Bowl? I don't care. I mean, James is staring to the abyss now because he just realized. The Eagles that. won the Super Bowl four years ago, Zach. They were not the best team in the league. Four the best team in the league does not always win the Super Bowl. All right. All right. Man. Knock my mic again. <laughs> I just I don't even know what to interject with in this conversation. All you Thank need you to all you need to say, James, is that uh hey Zach, IDK, say some hockey stuff, and I'll go, all right, I got you. So yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh I, I know enough, not <laughs> a lot, or more than a lot. So in our notes for the show today, I wrote, Zach, say hockey stuff. Zach had nothing ready. He's definitely going to be ready, though, because that's how I believe him. I'm already ready. I already know what I'm going to But before we get to that, let's talk about the other winter sport going on. Drew, take it a fucking way, guy. All right. Let's talk about a little basketball. We're talking hoops today, boys. And the the number one kind of conversation right now in the whole NBA is, is about COVID. But the Celtics are a decimated team right now. Huh. They've had game after game postponed. It's... This is looking worse than almost any other sport did last year for the, the NBA right now. And we, 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 we like what they were doing last year, too, in the bubble. But Yeah, and that was a great idea. I don't know why you decide to up and abandon that now when things are just as bad, if not worse. Well, I have to say, I have to say, though, not that I want anyone to get COVID because that's fucked, but – if it was inevitable, it's better that it happened now rather than later because they all get out of their system. They have immunity. When the shots come around, everyone will be fine. Hopefully everyone's all right. But, you know, if this shit keeps going on and they're still adamant on playing a season and they're going to be adamant on the way that they want it, 
it's good that the Celtics have gotten it before, I guess, you know, earlier in the season. I, I'm just trying to think of an upside here. I mean, it sucks that they have it. It sucks that anyone gets COVID, but. Well, yeah, obviously. You'd rather get in the preseason rather than the playoffs. Like Don The NBA says. is like the toughest one, too, because obviously, I mean, these guys are paid millions of dollars. Granted, all sports are, but I feel like NBA has the most outgoing, like, players per se like they're the ones that go out to clubs and stuff like constantly and a lot of them are doing the right thing but if it is inevitable especially you know the sweat and everything dripping when you're on that kind of confined space playing if one person has it and they don't catch it you have potentially you know I, i don't know how many lines each team is running but every team teammate could potentially get it from yeah, sweat I mean, dripping off you know that's the thing with basketball is it's played with smaller teams in a smaller area yeah. so in a practice if someone has it and they don't know it and all of a sudden they test positive the next day and everyone that was in practice basically had a close contact exactly. in football you break off in your position groups you only you know are hitting one or two people is mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to control in that kind of environment but when you got 12 guys on a team and they're all standing right next to each other on the court. Yeah. It's, it's almost impossible. And, and that brings me to my little um, segment section here is <laughs> panic button action. Is it time to panic on the NBA season? No. Do we think they're going to have to shut it down? Because I think it's a very real possibility. All right. Well, here's the, are you hitting the panic button, Drew? No, I'm discussing hitting the panic button. Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, Think about this. How many games have already been postponed? More than anyone wants to admit. Right. So, yes, it is time to hit the panic button. Um, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll hit the panic button. That's fine. You know, boop, there you go, panic button. Um, hey. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What was the reasoning for not doing a bubble again? It's a, a lot to ask for a full season. I completely <laughs> and, agree. Oh, right. I, I didn't know if there was like an official ruling on why they didn't. Did the players, did the union speak out and say like, we're not having our players do that again? And I'm not sure. They they also may not have been able to secure a spot for it for that mm-hmm. amount of time. Right. Um, but because, Yeah. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say like, you have to think about it like, if they're going to play in a bubble, it's easier to play in a bubble for the playoffs. I mean, it's what, like maybe a month and a half. And it's like less teams. A full, full season, all 30, 30 teams, right? 32. I, I, I'm always confused on the, the amount of teams. 30. All 30 teams in one spot, you have to find housing for, you know, I'm going to say you're getting like 30 people a team. That's – it's ridiculous. You can't, you can't, you can't house all those people for that amount of time. It's just not, it's just not going to happen. And then you had all the issues with, you know, the food that they were able to serve them and X, Y, Z. It's yep. like, BJ. are you going to be able to feed these professional athletes from all 30 teams for a full season? No. God, no. Here's my point. Are you going to be able to contain, even if you, I'm not just talking about NBA athletes, but you're going to be able to contain athletes. They already snuck people in last year for the playoffs when they're only there for like a month or two. We be horny as men. That's what we do. <laughs> it's a fact. Cannot argue. No. Nope. Spot. I've, I've spotted no lie. The lie detector. Has not lie to spot. I'm also not wearing pants right now. Just so you know. 
I figured this would be a great time to bring that up. What? Oh, it's your dick. Oh, oh you want it? You can use it as a pencil. <laughs> Show, the Show me what you got. Oh, the panic button stuff. Disqualified. People the panic button. I'm not ready to smack that shit down yet. Yeah, no, I hit it. I hit it. Zach, you smacked that shit. You destroyed it right through the glass plating over it. Bam. <laughs> Didn't even lift it. I was just like, deal or no deal? Hit it again. Hit it again. Nobody got time to be lifting glass cases. Nah, ain't, ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. So do we blame the NBA, though? They definitely pushed the season, yes. you know, almost too early. They started it too early. And now they didn't have a full-on plan. And now look what happens. Like, so, like, what do you expect? What? <laughs> you just you just realized that? Did you not change your name? Who? Oh my god. I just changed that. Yeah, I said I said yes, Chris. How did you know? I love bubbles. Oh. That's all I said. I didn't hear you. That's why I said uh, what? All right. Some of us are deaf in the room. Thank you. Yes, I know. I I, I know. All right, well, back to, back to your point since I so rudely interrupted you. All right, oh, great. Chris, forget me? the point. Point being is the NBA pushed the season. They wanted to get back on track, so they pushed the start of the season too quick. And now we have Carl Anthony Towns has coronavirus. Yeah, favorite center. That sucks. His mom died of COVID last year. I think his grandmother did too. I think he had a couple people in his family die from COVID. And that's terrible. That's so, I mean, they're getting it left and right. You got to shut it down. You have to. And I mean, like you I, said, I wish it, if you had it and got it over with, especially these healthy players, I, I wish that was the case, but we don't know. Like, it sounds like some people are starting to get it again. And even though you have immunity, you still have to be careful and watch out. Like I, it's tough. We've had heart complications from people with it, you know, like what the fuck do you expect? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it's really worth playing it at this point, but I don't think we're going to see any major sports shy away from trying to get their season. in, especially mm-hmm. with how Rocky, the start of the MLB season was last year and how they were yeah. able to, to persevere through that. I think that's, kind of gonna be a Marlins little bit up. of a beacon See, Again, that's why i'm questioning sport, this though but... is because the nba had the time and the stats to show what it was like last season and then they still pushed the season you know yeah like they had a game christmas day uh, they knew most states projected that around christmas time that week between christmas and new year's people were going to start being around people and that coronavirus would spike again and it, that's exactly what happened. And the NBA still had games going and like football was kind of already in the middle. So they were handling it as it was, but the NBA, I don't know. Yeah. I, it, and again, they have a different kind of set of difficulties and mm-hmm. I, I'm not super opposed to, to trying to push through it. As long as the players are cool with that, as long as they had an option of whether or not they wanted to be subjected to that. But at some point, there is going to come a time where they have to seriously look at it and say, "Yeah, we have to make a choice right now." Mm-hmm. So. Plus, it's they're monitoring got- players more than they ever have. Um, we posted a blog a couple weeks ago, not a blog, just a post about it. Um, that they're starting to put trackers on players. That mm-hmm. so, if it measures how far you are from other players, it measures 
it says that it doesn't measure location that it doesn't track location but i highly doubt that they just don't want to release that because it's gonna i don't see why that would matter if they're wearing it like on a jersey or something like exposure i i mean it's been said that they only wear it practice they don't wear it on the court but they wear it from like to and from games practice locker rooms i don't know but the point being is they have these things in place to kind of monitor exposure for players and they're still getting exposed and people are still coming down with it so they're kind of at a loss just the nature of what it is it's hard to detect on a Mm. dime and you know sometimes you don't know you have it for a week and you expose your entire team and some others and Mm -hmm. it's it really is the hardest challenge that professional sports has had to face from an outside perspective yep so i agree it's it's hard to handle and it's hard to do but it's just um i think the biggest thing for me like i already said is the fact that we have it in the books that nfl made it this far mlb season even though it was rocky at the start but that was literally in may so that was right when covid kind of started happening the nhl was a little wacky but it happened well the the thing with the nhl is that they're they did a bubble Mm -hmm. and they also realigned their divisions Mm -hmm. so that way that the travel would be contained so you know if you have a team that say the bruins go to washington dc and they get covid you know it's just those teams that are traveling to washington so they know to what know what teams to look out for but if you have the Kings coming over to Washington DC and then they travel to Vancouver, then it's everywhere. I mean, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. No, and, I and agree I with that. A, they, I think that's the a NHL really good idea. down and figured it out and said, this is how yeah. we're going to do it. I mean, it sucks for the Bruins. Cause that it's literally the division of death, but. Yeah. yeah they, I think the Bruins have a shot. I don't think, I don't think you're, they're going to be as good as, as you think they're going to be. Unfortunately this year. All right, before we talk Bruins, you want to talk about this James Harden trade before we really Yeah, we should. We definitely should. Why is there just a present on the notes? Is that that was, that was my that was the that was my gift. segment section. That's right. The gift we're gonna give you, Zach. Ah, it's a gift. It is a box of shit. So the panic Harden, button segment in the middle of Boda News. There's a little present. James Harden is finally on the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving is MIA. And in that whole thing, that whole swirl, I had it up and now it's gone. That's great. That's sick. How you guys doing? Good? Cool. Yeah. So Victor Oladipo ends up going to the Rockets, which I actually love. And Karis Levert ends up on the Pacers. So they kind of got a good swap on what? They did. They did. But I've, I've been hearing news that Oladipo might get traded again. Yeah, that's kind of how the NBA works. Is really yeah, weird. that's kind of how Victor Oladipo works. He's always been a journeyman, three seconds in one city, and then. So, yeah, would, would you like James? Next. Would you like to see Victor Oladipo on the on the Celtics if they could get him at a fair price? Nah, I don't think they'll get him at a fair price. He doesn't have the skill set that the Celtics need right now. The the Celtics I'm have curious, other weaknesses. That... Rumors going out that they might want to trade for him. I, I don't see him sold on him coming to the seas. No, I, I, it would change the chemistry of the team too. Yeah. Um, and Oladipo has kind of been a budding star lately, which is why it's kind of surprising that he's been shipped around so much. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, 
but clearly there's something going on there, so I, I'd rather him not make a stop in Boston. Yeah. I think it's literally just because of the age. I mean, he's 28, but like in NBA years, that's fucking huge, considering most players come in at 19 or 20. Okay. Yeah, but I mean... I, dude, I know. Hey, I'm, I love Oladipo, but I think every side won this except for the Nets. I think the Nets selling their future on a rental player is fucking moronic. But for the Rockets to be able to ship a star who didn't want to be there, get a player who's decent enough to fill the gap and get picks out of it, stellar. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's not forget this is not something that the Nets are afraid of doing. So, No, the Nets are historically The bad. Nets are historically into just buying up fading superstars. And, I mean, I think it's something that's been an interesting kind of thought of James Harden and KD playing together again. I mean, it would be even funnier to see Russell Westbrook end up over there somehow. <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, the way that ended up. see reunion, baby. Um, but I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. They have potential to be a powerhouse this year if Kyrie would start showing up. But... Allegedly, he's supposed to be playing tomorrow, but we'll find out. He's faced a 50K fine already. Good. Fuck that guy. Fuck that dude. Hey, Zach. Yo. Talk to us about some hockey. No. Okay. That's hockey no, talk. Um, um, I mean, it's been some we've, – we've had some good games so far. Obviously, our Bruins are 1-0 in the shootout against the Devils. Fuck you, Mike. Um, uh, there were some good games. Already some, like, save of the year candidates already. Uh, fuck, I forget. Who, who was it last night? It was the Flames goalie, I believe. The one Made, we posted? Huh, yeah, yeah, the one we posted. Yeah. Um, Tuka Rask has, has, has already played well in one game, but, you know, how that's going to last for us. Um, it looks like Mike Hoffman. I didn't even realize Mike Hoffman went to the Blues, but he's going to make his Blues debut tonight against the Avalanche, so that is good. Um, Penguins Flyers already is as entertaining as advertised. Um, they're playing again tonight, I believe. Um, so we get a nice little rematch of that. Ooh. Um, yes. Uh, oh, also, if anyone has noticed, the uh, Iron Man Keith Yandel's 866 game streak is about to end, unfortunately. Uh, really? 866 consecutive games played in his career. That's just nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's literally Iron Man. Um, uh, Sergei Bobrovsky is not playing tonight. Who the fuck cares? Whatever. Uh, oh, and uh, last little bit of news. Um, obviously, Mark Stone. I don't know if those of you that don't know, Mark Stone was named captain of the Golden Knights. Um, he went out on T-Mobile Arena on the ice. Charlie Diddle's nice. Um, and um, waved to an empty crowd. <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. It was a good video. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. But that's all the NHL news I have. Um, and uh, yeah, Chris, I'm sorry. See more butts. You got anything? Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, hockey's back, like you said. Bruins looked solid last night. Um, all right. I, I'd like to speak more about this division. I, I you think this is going to be an impossible division for the Bruins? Yeah, I, I don't. It's not impossible. It's just the division of death. I mean, it, I agree with that. Yeah, they the definitely Bruins, shook the Flyers, it up. The Capitals, the Penguins, the Islanders. Did I already say the Flyers? Bruins, Capitals, Penguins, Flyers, Islanders, 
Carolina, I believe, is in the other division. Um, that's five. That's some one? 2014 World Cup Group D bullshit. No, it re- no, like literally. It, <laughs> they they have the best um, point percentage in the league as a division by like an entire percentage point. But like 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 I'm talking like it's like five like point five eight five like percent win percentage. The rest of the divisions are like point three or like point four three or something like that. Islanders, Flyers, Capitals, Bruins, Devils, Sabers, Penguins, Rangers. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, not to forget about the Rangers, but I mean, you know, they're they're going to be all right this year. But I mean, you still have to deal with Artemi Panarin, and they still have Alexis Lafreniere, I believe is how you say his name. Not very yeah. good with French names. Um, so I mean, you know. <laughs> We've seen number one overall picks just become absolute stars in their first year. Connor McDavid, um, Austin Matthews. So, I mean, if, if they get that, they have Panarin and Lafreniere, who's going to be, I think it's going to be you know, mm-hmm. up there with them. So yeah, it's going to yeah, be I, tough. It's going to be really tough for the Bruins to win that division. It's, I think they, they have a spot in the playoffs for them. I think they're going to stick around in that division, but I don't know. It's going to be tough. It's going to be either them, I think, or the Flyers that win that division because the Flyers are really up and coming. It's top four for me, so make it on. Game four, seven yeah, against 16. the Flyers. I'll wait for it. Is it just yeah. me? This might just be an outside perspective thing. Mm. Why does Canada look so bad? The North Division. Because the North Division is dog shit. That's why. Okay, yeah, I was right. When you when you have when you have a Toronto team that is poised to win the division and is probably going to end up not winning that division because Vancouver might win that division, you know it's dog shit. Toronto has perennially come up short in the Atlantic division and for them to go to a division, which they should win because on paper, they're the best team in that division. I know that they're not going to win that division. They're going to fucking choke it away. Well, and not to take anything away from Vancouver. They've no, done some no. impressive things recently and they, they put and together they a hell of a year last year. Yeah. So. And not, let's not forget. They, they just, just give me the fucking Kraken. Okay. Um, I mean, let's not forget they traded for Brayden Holpe. So, I mean, you're getting a bona fide all-star. Not that Jakob Markstrom was bad by any means, but, I mean, I think I think Brayden Holpe, obviously Stanley Cup winning goalie, has won the Vesna. He he just brings a different element to that team. He, I think he elevates that team. And, you know, they won a playoff series last year against the Blues, against the defending Stanley Cup champions. And you're adding, you know, what I obviously would say is a better goaltender. Um, so it's great. I think they're, I think they're, they're prime for that division. No, it's going to be interesting to see the shakeup though. I really like that. They redid the divisions. It really shakes the league up. I think we're going to see a lot of different things that we haven't really seen in the last couple of years, but yeah, it's, it's fun. It almost feels like a video game where you're realigning divisions and shit. And it's it's kind of really, it's really cool. Yeah, it's it's going to produce I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I've always been excited about relocation and expansion and division realignment and just things that change the dynamics of the sport for mm-hmm. that league and Ooh, shake right, it up. Yeah. So, let's about this before we move on to college football. Universal DH. I am all for it. Oh, okay. you are. I thought we had this conversation before and you said you didn't like it. I'm all in on Universal I- DH. I from a traditionalist standpoint, I guess it would just kind of be weird, but dude, there's no 
point in making these poor pitchers that haven't picked up a bat since their freshman year of college fucking get up there in a major league batter's box and strike out 30 times a year. That's, that's just mean. Let someone that knows how to swing a bat swing the bat. Yeah. Drew, you know, you remember that home run. You know Bartolo slams. And, uh, don't get me wrong. There's sure. uh, that, that game that Clayton Kershaw pitched a shutout and then hit a home run in like the bottom of the ninth inning to walk. It was like, he did the entire game by himself. Doesn't and Jake it, it does. Huh? Doesn't Jake DeGrom have a couple too? Yeah, there, there are some pitchers that actually too, know right? their way around the, the stick. But Josh Beckett used to be good at that too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously it's a lot of National League pitchers. But every once in a while you get an American League pitcher that goes over to the National League for a series and just bashes. So, Johnny, fuck that guy. <laughs> Dude. It is Honestly, such a shame that he did not end up in the National League. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? How do you Ridiculous. feel about the National League where pitchers hit, Drew? I've always wondered that, and I've just never even asked you. Like, just in general about like, Yeah, your general opinion. Because I'm on the fence about it because I can't – I think it sucks for American League pitchers when they go and play a National League team because they adapt to it, and then you get someone that can't even swing the bat, like you just said, up at the plate. And you can't right. pinch them because unless you put – I don't know, a relief or a closer in that can hit. Well, I'm, yeah. I mean, you can, oh, yeah. I, I think it comes with upsides and downsides. I think the, the American League gets the upside of having a DH spot, which allows you to essentially rest somebody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got your outfield and you have one DH. You can always mix and match to get some extra rest here and there. I don't know. It's it's what I grew up with. It's what everyone grew up with. It's how baseball is. Um, 100%. 100%. But also, I mean, when you're in the major leagues, you're throwing 95 miles an hour. What do they do in the dugout, you know, for the American League? They're resting their arm. They're icing it. They got a coat on something. It's a little different when you're throwing that speed and you kind of you're really tearing your arm up while you're out there. Yeah. And I mean, it's a lot to ask. And if by chance the pitcher manages to get on base, asking him to run the bases is a whole extra potentially lot of work. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I, I feel like it would be just better overall for player morale, player health, player everything is if there was a, a universal DH that takes the strain off of National League pitchers and allows National League teams to, again, give some players some rest when they normally wouldn't because you need that bat in the lineup. Mm-hmm. This might be one of my softest takes I've ever done because it's not like anything super, like, who spicy, but I feel like whenever you're talking about an NL pitcher, you're just kind of talking about a sacrificial lamb. You're either using them to bunt to advance or it's almost a guaranteed out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in most cases, if if there are less than two outs and a guy on base, yeah. he's bunt. Yeah. It's <laughs> almost exactly, 100% of the time. Yeah. It, I mean, um, that's the thing is that, granted, as you guys were just saying, there's some pitchers that, hit that ball here and there but you're not relying on your pitcher to make that that play in that clutch spot you know your regular lineup is those people that can bat and then you get to nine and you have your pitcher and it's kind of like well shit if we're two outs men on base what do you do and i mean in the nationally then you can start talking about double switches and changing the yeah i mean you can but i mean there are there are strategies but it makes National League Baseball endlessly more complicated than American League Baseball. 
And that's always something that I liked about National League Baseball. I, I liked the extra, you know, strategy factor of, you know, how can I work this and mm-hmm. when should I pull the double switch? And But the situation has to be right, too. Right. That's and, the thing. It's like it's hard that, when that situation is right. You and know? The, the specific times that come to mind is, you know, when you're in a tight game, when it's, you know, one to one and your pitcher's pitching a gem. And it's the seventh inning. You're like, do we want to let him go another? You plan seventh on letting inning, him go another exactly. one, but he's coming up third in the lineup. You got guys on first and third. Two hours. It's like mm-hmm. it, it creates some very interesting dilemmas. It's. I feel like honestly, though, either the sixth, seventh, or eighth inning is like the only time you can pull that double switch, though, because if your pitcher's doing good and he's already in the sixth or the seventh. If your starting pitcher is most likely in by the six or sevens, he's doing pretty good. I mean, even if it's a relief at that point, if you're pulling that double switch, you got to have everything aligned right or else I mean, you're really fucking yourself. Yes and no. I mean, the the biggest advantage to the double switch is just changing where the pitcher is batting in the order. So if you move the pitcher's spot back up the order a little bit to where you just were and they're not going to get up for another two or three innings, then it's a little less painful. You just have to execute it right. And that's an interesting topic when it comes to management in the NL. And and if they look for specific things in managers on one league versus the other, mm-hmm. um, which I would imagine they would, because it would be pretty hard going from the AL to the NL management wise, not having any experience with that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Also, Rafael Devers just resigned with the Red Sox to avoid Official. salary arbitration. Yes, sir. Oh, thank God. I know. About time. <laughs> yeah. I saw that he was heading towards uh, arbitration, and I was like, fuck. They saw Juan Soto for the Nats was in the same boat. They sorted that out, too. And yeah, Devers is a guy you got to keep on high. There is, That's the thing. With the Red Sox, the way they've been playing, or not even playing, they're how they're managing it, I'm so afraid of arbitration for so many players now. Like last year, it was between Benny and Mookie. And well, I was like, how do you get rid of and Jackie? And they kept Jackie and Benny. And I was like, get rid of Jackie. Get rid of JBJ and keep Mookie and Benny. And I'd even get rid of Ben Benintendi to keep Mookie. I, I disagree. Really? I disagree. I wish they kept Brock Holt too, but that's a different story. I also wish that Brock Holt pitched a couple innings last year, by yeah, the way. Yeah, he's know fucking that. amazing. That man can do anything. <laughs> I love Brock Holt. I do miss Brock Holt. I used to really like Andrew Benintendi. Then he got really stale really fast and just became an average player. I mean, once again, same story as JBJ, though. He was decent defensively. I mean, J- it, it, well, 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 well. JBJ is arguably one of the best defensive outfielders of the last decade. So... Fair. At least you're getting major, major upside there. Ben Intendi was hit or miss sometimes in the field, and he's always hit or miss at the plate. Oh, yeah. So, he had like 130-something to finish the year last year. Right. And not that everyone's not hit or miss at the plate. That's literally the game. But <laughs> um, I, I just don't see the value in keeping those two guys over Mookie. I would gladly get rid of both of them and more to have Mookie back. Well... <laughs> Well, it's hard because I really I like Benny. I think he's I think he has a lot of way to go up too. I think he'll shine, but I would have done anything to have Mookie back. So I, I agree where I'd rather get rid of 
both of them and keep Mookie. But for some reason, the Sox love dealing outfielders. I, I mean, right now in the offseason, they're talking about moving more outfielders. Like, figure everything else the fuck out. You already have eight outfielders. Well, it depends on what it, they mean by moving outfielders. If, if they're moving outfielders off of the team to bring in some pitching, then that's fantastic. But if they're just bringing in depth outfielders for absolutely no reason. That's what they're doing. Two weeks ago, they signed three outfielders. Like, why? I bring in that depth that you need. And now we're not even sure about our pitchers because last year was such a clusterfuck. I, uh, I'm a little less optimistic about the pitching than that, to be honest with you. But I, I think that that has to be first priority. Anything else right now is superfluous, unless you go out and make some ridiculous move. If you went out and traded for Josh Bell, like the Nationals did, or you went out and did something like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a win-now piece. Right. But, and we know what Chaim Bloom is. We know what he does. And got to have a little faith in the system to start, I guess. we've. This is the path that has been chosen for Red Sox fans. I know. Kind of no, just, just got to let hurts. it play out. And it, it does, but that's because we're a big market team. We're not used to to being like this. I mean, I guess the Red Sox, more than a lot of our other teams, have had their down years. Um, but that's the nature of baseball. So if they can build up a farm system, and I mean, it's embarrassing. We, we have no farm system for the last two or three years. We got rid of all of it to, to win the World Series in 2018. And all well and good, but we took pride in having one of the best farm systems in the league. And now it's literally nothing. Mm-hmm. So if he can rebuild the farm system and, and let us you know, have a pool of players that have major league potential to, to pick from and mix and match and just see what works. I think that's the best strategy in baseball, man. Cause you never know. You could go out and get a superstar and make it at two thirty next year. You never know. Mm-hmm. So if you have a replenishing pool of young players that you can continually, continually draw from and experiment with and watch play in the minor leagues, I think that's the, the right way to go in yeah. today's baseball. I haven't got a call yet, so you know the farm system's still bad. We still never received a call from Dallas, so I don't feel too bad. <laughs> Come on, man. The Boda Boys are 0 for 2 in Major League. <laughs> I, I'm pretty confident I could play better than Mitch Trubisky, too. So, like, uh, Chicago, I hate you, but <laughs> holla at your boy. Yeah, but can you win the Nickelodeon trophy? Fuck so, yeah. I'll take home MVP just by sitting in the end zone twiddling myself. That's what he what did. What was he up against? It was him and him, Cam Jordan, and someone else. Yeah. Don't forget his stat line that game was like 180, one touchdown, and a pick, and a whole bunch of really bad throws. So, <laughs> yeah. To, uh, Real bad. In the college football, but I want to bring this up since we're already talking about the Bears. The Bears are primed to draft Trey Lance. Trey Lance is the biggest one-read quarterback I've seen coming out of the draft in the past, like, three years. Get ready for another failure in Chicago. Hey, can't wait for that. <sighs> Sorry, Chicago. What do the scouts see, though? Like, why would you – if you know that, like, clearly you're saying that, so you see it. These scouts look at these players all fucking year, and then they're like, yeah, this is the guy. They get paid shitloads of money to do it. Well, this should have been the year he had to change that rhetoric, but we don't know. What we saw in his one game is that he looked kind of the same. He balled out, but what else? I mean, he, he football. Yeah. 
Like he, he had his one read when it was gone. He ran. That's that's what you got with Trey Lance. And that don't fly in the NFL, man. <laughs> I mean, he could be better than I think. And I obviously said that about Justin Herbert coming into this draft. Not the one read thing I said. I didn't think he was going to be great, but that was more of a gambler aspect. But I think just pure mechanics, I think Trey Lance is going to be a flop. So we'll see if that one sticks. Fair. But since we're talking about it, Drew, do you want to you want to take college football or want me to go for it and then you take segments? Oh, college football is your thing, dude. Oh, I know. I just feel like I'm monopolizing it, Drew. I don't want to leave you on an island. You're all good, brother. All right. So the biggest thing, the biggest story is we had our college football final. Alabama smacked the shit out of Ohio State. Not a shock. Everyone kind of saw that one coming. Ohio State just got outperformed on every level of it. And, I mean, you – you can look at the box score in this and say like, Oh, well, like through the first two, I mean, it was 17 to 35. So it's not like it was like that much of a blowout. Alabama was scoring with ease. Ohio state had to legitimately try. You could see them forcing plays and like trying to score and trying to force touchdowns. Alabama just naturally moved down the field. It It was one of those games where from the beginning, there was really no question to who was going to win just the way that, Alabama came out and like you said just able to score at will especially with Devontae Smith like what are you supposed to do what are you supposed to fucking do Najee Harris and Devontae Smith on the other side of the football you're fucked dude I'm sorry but there's no answer for that and you're also talking about an Alabama team where Ohio State could have done something I mean their defense although good has probably been the worst Alabama defense we've seen in a few years Oh, but yeah. their offense is, was master. It was a masterpiece of offensive work. It was 100%. fucking unbelievable. And Mac Jones is about to get drafted high because of it. Awful. But AJ McCarron uh, part. Two. Oh, dude, you don't even know. I called him, I said this last time, I think, but I called him Diet Phillip Rivers. I think to Dom Zach, Diet Phillip Rivers almost fits him exactly. So get ready for that coming into the draft this year. Congratulations, Zach and Chris, your quarterback, Mac Jones. Matt Stafford. I'm banking on Stafford because it's the only way out. Dude, if he has him on the Patriots, I'm crying. <laughs> I can't wait for draft night. This is going to be so much fun. Yeah, Fuck you. If I, have to, if I physically sit there and watch Bill Belichick draft Mac Jones – in the first round? In the first round. I would rather him trade out of the first round, go to Roger Goodell, beg for his third round pick back, draft fucking Scooby McJones in the sixth round, knowing that he's a better prospect than Mac Jones. With all the good prospects out there, he's going to take Mac Jones, and I love it. I love it. It's so dumb, and I love Did it. Go to a bar and watch it again and wait three hours for a fucking beer. Uh, I fucking <laughs> love that the only alternative name Zach could come up with for Jones was Mick Jones. <laughs> Dude, it's Matt Safford. Just stop. Matt Safford's coming to the bats. I hope it's just Watson, but it's going to be Mac Jones. I hope you know we're going to make a Boda franchise now and our starting quarterback is going to be Scooby McJones. <laughs> Boda Gaming Channel, boys. And we're going to make him exactly like Mac Jones, except we're going to give him 99 stats. Okay. Can we do Fat Mac Jones, though? Yeah, like, that's Scooby McJones right there. Yeah. 
That's Big Mac Jones. Big Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, what other points do I have about this game? Jalen Waddle playing was awful for his career. You have nothing to prove. Just fucking sit out. I love how everyone was tweeting during the game. Dude, sit the fuck down. And like what so Shaq good. tweeted, LeBron tweeted, like Alabama fans, everyone Alabama like, was like, Why are you doing this right now? Like, we're up two touchdowns and you're gonna come out there and limp around. Like, guy, come on. Rest. You have the NFL draft coming up. The the annoying thing about it is you're gonna see a combination of three teams for the next few years. It's gonna be Ohio State, it's gonna be Alabama, it's gonna be Clemson. Yeah. It's the difference between being a team and a program. In college football, they're just going to continually cycle in good talent. Alabama already has a first draft or number one draft class for 2021. Ohio State, I believe, is still sitting at two, and Clemson, I'm sure, is top five. So, guess what? It's just going to be an endless wheel of this pumping out talent. As college football tends to be. Yeah. yeah. Once you get those wheels turning, man, you can't stop it. Nick Saban's been going for fucking how long in the past? I mean, that's purely because college football is all about brand recognition and all about selling your school to the coming high school class it's yeah hey megan how's, megan how's south carolina doing right now about the same as the pats oh i don't know oh self burn megan self burn yeah, I think you, I think friendly fire was turned on for both of you guys. There. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, I understand the Patriots are bad, but she also just self self incriminated herself. So I mean, well, I know they're not good. We fired our coach mid season. Was Megan supporting an NFL team? Megan supports a dog pound, baby. Oh, Megan, give oh, me then a she has no right to talk. Oh, hey, Megan. By the way, Megan. I love how I gave you uh, my girlfriend's number and then you just like didn't have the courtesy to text her. That's just like really rude. Fast track me and Dom's relationship. I got a wire diner first. <laughs> I'm sorry. I you know what? You're right. I gotta. I'll, I'll chivalry. I'll let it go naturally. Like whenever it happens, happens. You know, James. Me and you we're already doing butt stuff anyways. It's natural. So. Yeah. Uh, Drew, kick some sick, my guy. <laughs> so, I believe, enjoy my paused face for a brief moment. I will. Wow, what a nice face. So oh. much pause. Wow, much pause. <laughs> Why so, are you so I'm, happy? I mean, I feel like we kind of already covered our little master debaters topic that we had on tap. Yeah, kind of. We'd rather we'd rather be Sala, I'd say. Oh, yeah, wait, I, I have more... Oh no! Which which coach is going to have a bigger impact? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I think I think we we all Sala, Sala, yeah, because we yep. don't think yeah. underrated. I'm going to take Arthur Smith. I think Sala is the right answer. I think the coaching staff they're bringing into the New York Jets organization is fantastic, but I think Arthur Smith is about to do great things for the Falcons franchise. Well, that's yeah, not on this. It was it. between Meyer and Sala. They won with Sala. Okay, Chris, the first rule of the Bodo show is that there are no rules. It's my fucking show, and if you ever interject yourself like that again, I swear, I'm kidding, I love you. You just created a rule on your no-rule show. Yeah. How does that work? 
Kind of a catch twenty two, no. I also think this is catch four. James's show right now, but that's okay. Uh, well, technically, it's James Andrews' show right now. Hey Zach, let's play a game. You pick a card. If you pick the card, you lose. Oh no 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 no! We're playing. Uh, we're playing fours. <laughs> Hey, if you get a four, you lose. If you don't get a four, you you lose. You lose, but if I get a four, I win. But if you get a four and I get a four, we both lose. Yay, fours. (laughs) Fucking at drunk James. Drew, were you there for that? Yep. Yeah, he was there. Oh, dude, we got to play some more multiples of four sometimes. Oh, it was multiples of four. I thought it was multiples of four. I'll get hammered and I'll remember the rules and... (laughs) Oh yeah. man, we all we have remember the rules. Hang hang out rules soon, you have to dude. remember. Holy shit! Um, Drew, are you not gonna be here Sunday with everyone? Or I don't know. I might have to oh, work. Oh, you still don't know your schedule, right? Wait, it's know. Sunday. Yes. You told me Saturday. No. Let's this out off, Mike. <laughs> I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, you will. I know. Wait. So is, is that <laughs> it? <laughs> I don't really know what else to say about that. I mean, I think we've covered that pretty extensively, actually. So. Well, fuck it. Let's rip open the trash bag. Who do we got? Let's do it. Let, well, there's nothing in there yet. Let's throw some stuff in there. All, All right. right. Aaron Rodgers because he can't win an MVP. In a game that didn't even play. And yeah. <laughs> He's over. Oh, Mr. Risky's one for one. Mr. Risky better <laughs> the back, according to Nickelodeon. <laughs> Nickelodeon most valuable player. Dude, Drew Brees had an endlessly better game. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't win MVP. <laughs> oh, yeah, we never even the talked about it. The fact that they gave that award out, A, and who, first of all, what were the were the options only those three? Were they just like, yeah, we're just going to like pick random players on the field. Oh, Mitch Trubisky? Yeah, that sounds good. No, I think you can vote for pretty much anyone, but. I'm guessing a lot of kids were just like, oh, that name looks fucking hilarious. Let's vote for that guy. Yeah, they were probably like, oh, his mom probably wants him called Mitchell. Let's call him Mitch. Fuck that guy. No, 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 no. Definitely a like, planned thing where everyone's like, yo, go vote for Mitch Trubisky right now. <laughs> right. Win this fucking trophy. <laughs> they didn't even give him the trophy, I don't the think. They're just showing up at the door. If you vote for Mitch, we'll give you free candy. I'm going to put that statement in the fucking trash bag. All right. Whole statement, straight on in. Man, listen, sponsors will do anything to get people votes. I'm just saying. Somebody else throw something in the fucking trash. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> are going in the trash bag. There you go. Woo! Yeah, right in the trash bag. Um, just. on top of that, Juju and Chase both separately into the trash bag. <laughs> oh man, that team is fucked. Hey, yeah, fucked. That. Is that is that a thing you're doing now, Chris? You missed it. You had to be there. You had to be there. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Right. Somebody make a baseball too. I already did. I contributed. I, I put contributed. two. Mac I put Jones. the Steelers in the bag. I put a whole team in the bag. Yeah. yeah. The whole fucking fifty-two <laughs> man <laughs> whole franchise. You know what, Drew? Drew, you're gonna put a whole team. I'm gonna raise you NBA in the trash bag. Damn. Yeah, you heard me. In the bag. I mean, the only logical conclusion to go from here is sports in the trash. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. The oh, entire no. human race in the trash bag. <laughs> the, the observable universe in the trash bag. <laughs> that is one laws of physics breaking trash bag, man. Force flex. 
Clown force flex. Brian Boyd in a trash bag. It's not a force flex. Please sponsor us, Glad. Please sponsor this segment. If we get a fucking email from Glad, we're like, we need you. No, 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 no. You know what it's going to be. Hi, saw you using our name on the show. Please stop. Or we will find you. Never mention immediately. Don't you ever mention the Force Flex. That was experimental technology. It was never meant for human consumption. You don't know its full capabilities. <laughs> it was just how did you figure out the full capabilities of the Force Flex? <laughs> oh my god. That's a good-ass quote right there. I how think we have a title for this episode. The Force Flex. The powers of Force Flex. The untold power. tiny human brain will never unlocking, understand the full power. Unlocking the capabilities of Glad Force Flex. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, I love the show. We're oh, taking away. Close the show. Fucking A. All right, ladies and probably less ladies and gentlemen, but all y'all, regardless. <laughs> This was the Boda Show. We hope you had fun just taking a tour around the world of sports and Boda segments with us. And for for James, Chris, Zach, y'all know where to find us. We're we're around. We're in your ears. Also for Glad Force Flex, our new sponsor. Also from Glad Force Flex. They just the unequivocally best physics breaking trash bag one can ever imagine. So next week I'm wearing nothing but Glad Force Flex on the boat yes. show. Yes. Yes. Steal you want to ever... steal look, steal James's look. Glad Force Flex bag, priceless. priceless. It's got it right in the name, boy. It's yeah. a flex. It is. Next week I'm wearing a trash bag only. All right, cool. And that's the bonus show, folks. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next time. You know where to find us, Drew. I already told them that we're in there. Wow, I missed that entire segment. I must have blacked out. Stay beautiful. Stay soggy. Stay yabo. What is that? Soggy. Fuck fuck that soggy. Stay soggy.